0: Daddy chill <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Jacob Wayne Show. I am your Jacob Wayne and if you read William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White's The Elements of Style, one of the essential elements is my boy Kellen Gibbons. Ooh. How you doing sir?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. Nice. I
1: didn't know I was ooh, styling. Nice. One of the essential elements. <laughs> uh, so what are you sipping on sir?
2: Oh I'm, I just got plain old a little water, just straight up, just, just grab right from the tap. Just some water.
1: <laughs> been quite. I have personally been quite the water slut lately. It's good stuff. Let my it bad. dribble down my mouth. Yeah. I was like, oh. I was gonna get yeah. some,
2: some fresh squeezed OJ, but I didn't grab it before we started. So here we are well, drinking
1: water. Um, if you wanted to grab some, we could just edit this out. No, it's fine. Okay, I just don't want to get in the way of you and your orange juice. Would you say that uh, you're a slut for orange juice?
2: Well, maybe. Sometimes. I do pay for it. Yeah, that is true.
1: Let's the other way, I guess. Dominate that orange Uh. juice, make it pay for it. Uh. All right. Well, anyway, I got a little bit of water and coffee myself. Not really any food stuff i want to get into this week just because not much has been happening and i've also had a weird stomach bug and just been dealing with that for a week so i'll spare you the details but just it's been one of those weeks where food's like a burden oh man i'm like i know this is good but i'm not even sure if i want yeah so that being said this is kind of a sick old episode so we're gonna get right into it. I'm trying out a new segment on it. You ready to try it out? All right into it. Let's do it. It's essentially an update of our one of our little news type segments. We used to do like weird news or this or that, but it's kind uh-huh. of thought this is a way to do it more in a weekly update sort of fashion. It's a little more simplified so we can vary it whenever it's yeah. relevant. And so this segment's gonna be called bad news, good news. Here's the drop.
0: Bad
1: news. Bad 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 news. there you there you go so the dichotomy yeah I don't know about you. I'm a bad news first kind of guy. What about you? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I just like to get it out of the way. So with that, this one isn't that bad. I'm not trying to depress people that listen to this podcast. Um, You know, like, so I'll spare you the horrible atrocities that are continuing to happen in Ukraine. Other than the fact of just saying it to remind you that, yes, it's still happening will smith did not slap the threat Uh, of russia out of ukraine that was something totally different yeah so with this this one's kind of more of a ponderous bad news and i'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this um the headline this is from npr twitter adopts poison pill to block elon musk takeover bid first things first have you been hearing about this elon musk twitter takeover news
2: yeah he just he wants to buy like 20 percent or something is all it takes to be the major shareholder
1: or something Mm, like that i guess call the shots or whatever yeah so i'll read this real quick twitter is trying to stifle elon musk for that you know pursuit of the purchase and on friday the social media company enrolled a defense against musk's unwelcome takeover bid introducing what is known as a poison pill to fend off Musk's $43 acquisition attempt. The maneuver, formerly called the Shareholder Rights Plan, essentially allows current shareholders to acquire more stock in the company at a discount, presenting Musk with an unwelcome pill, meaning his shares would become diluted and his purchase would become more expensive. It would require that Musk negotiate directly with Twitter's board on any purchase attempt. So yeah, I believe this is not in our notes here, but it's like 14% is the what most of them have, uh, and, or like on the board anyway. It's like it's not the controlling percentage. I'm not an expert in these sorts of things. Um, yeah. So we'll move right along. <clears throat> Musk holds about 9% of Twitter stock, but he has made an offer to buy the company outright. With the poison pill plan now in place, Twitter is preemptively defending itself against the possibility of Musk upping a stake in the company. Now, from a Reuters source, um, this is why I even thought this was relevant and intriguing, is this is a quote from Musk himself. I think it's very important for there to be an inclusive arena for free speech. And he's talking in reference to Twitter. Musk, Uh a self-described free speech absolutist, has been critical of the social media platform and its policies, and recently ran a poll on Twitter asking users if they believed it adheres to the principle of free speech. More than 70% of the 2 million votes cast said no.
0: Um,
1: After Twitter banned former President Donald Trump over concerns around incitement of violence following last year's U.S. Capitol attack by his supporters, Musk tweeted... A lot of people are going to be super unhappy with West Coast high tech as the de facto arbiter of free speech if Twitter continues to operate as it has. So it's kind of a little bit to unpack there, but I think the main intriguing part that this implies to me that Elon Musk, from what I've gathered, wants Twitter to be more of like a free-for-all town hall where you can spread any... Mm -hmm. information you want and all these twitter restrictions are um basically getting in the way of free speech how do you feel about that
2: i think free speech is out the window as soon as it involves capitalism like as soon as money's involved there's no more free speech anyways so i don't think it matters on that platform and i don't want the public forum to be on twitter I want people to still have to go outside and like go argue in the town square. If they do want to argue anything, that is where the true free speech should lie. I think that placing fake news and stuff, especially when you can buy advertising and get your bad views spread to millions of people just by using money. That's a bad thing.
1: I don't think that should be allowed. Right. Um, I guess to like try to play the devil's advocate on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um in general yeah it boils down to this is a company so they can do what they like it's this isn't the forum for free speech necessarily it's like it's just a business you know it's social media and they can decide how they want to run it um it doesn't bother me that facebook says hey you can't have nudity on our social media platform wow you know and it's like all right if i want that i'll go find a lesser known social media outlet that does allow that but i think that's what raises a bit of the intriguing question is that he refers to himself as a free speech absolutist and i think i get really close to that but it's like that absolutist part that irks me yeah it's uh like there there's very few absolutes in this world for one And I definitely get uncomfortable with anybody who's in a position of power, whether it be corporate or governmental, being an absolutist about anything, because that's just, you know, reeks of fascistic control. But what is interesting is that, you know, fascism, free speech, diametrically opposed, right? But I think you did uh, raise an interesting point that, that this, at the end of the day, this is a business. And so whatever money's coming in, you know, they can try to be as transparent with people as much as they want, but it's, it isn't kind of that weird, interesting, muddy area where it's like the more money and influence you have, the stronger your speech is on Twitter. So it's not like it's equaled out or, you know, obviously yeah. Donald Trump, is what's going to get thrown in my face if he decided to come back to this free speech twitter mm-hmm. um and i'm not gonna see jerry from boulder called the colorado's response to that you know but not necessarily that you couldn't you'd have to go on to like trump's post or tweet and then go read the responses which is always oh. a bit of a toxic hellhole oh god yeah regardless of what whether this is a tweet you agree <laughs> with or not yeah. but that is where i do get tiny a tiny bit stuck and interested to get your thoughts is i wish that we lived in a society where people were educated enough to allow twitter to be that that it yeah. was just this giant free speech forum where people could be like oh Donald Trump is just spewing crazy shit that's all bullshit yeah and well yeah it's his right to do that and that's a bit of a caveat is should public officials be allowed to post things that endanger the public I don't think so and in a way that is controlling the speech of politicians but in general they work for us so exactly yeah this is this is their job that we hired them to do so if they're doing things that endanger us you know we give Uh them like a penalty a fine fire them something and that's absolutely what trump did is he spread dangerous bullshit his whole time this years before he was president but especially that 2020 like holy shit that was his yeah That was his MVP year for misinformation bullshit. Still affecting people. (laughs) But yeah, I do think he should have a way to say all his stupid, dangerous bullshit because we should be strong enough as a society to be able to hear it and reject it and respond, at least within the framework of speech. He can write a letter to the editor to the Herald Journal. They'll print anything. They'll print
2: this crazy they bullshit. <laughs> uh, they'll let anybody say whatever they want. And that's the thing. Like, That's my main point with it. Is, like, I, do, I think he could. He could write a letter to the editor and say all that stuff. But for and some they, reason... Not to you as, off,
1: but I think that is what he does now. I mean, yeah. He just puts out a letter from the president. Even though he's not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah.
2: So there you go. He's still getting his word out. I don't think... You know, Twitter is has the freedom to not let him use their thing if they want to. You know, yeah. that's part of their freedom. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. And there is just a certain, I saw a comparison meme the other day where it was mm-hmm. like, man, I remember, I wish I could remember who, I think it was David Lynch, the director. Mm-hmm. Pretty great, weird unusual guy and he uh he's like the way things are going in this world can be a little bit upsetting i'm gonna be donating 500 million dollars to like helping out things that are dealing with the climate and blah 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 and then it was juxtaposed with elon musk like i think i might buy twitter (laughs) and it's just like this guy that's like one of the richest guys if not the richest guy in the world i think he has held that position um bitching about paying taxes and then just playing these games with the market which some people have thought that's all he's doing here is just fucking with the numbers to play the play the stocks yeah and there is just something creepy about the power that he has i don't know so yeah it does leave me in a kind of a bad news sort of spot where it's like it's just this rich guy that has way too much power and influence
2: uh the yeah, markets
1: and everything but yeah there, that is an aspect of where i think i wish we could have a just you know we don't need to really censor anything on twitter because yeah there's some stupid shit but nobody really buys into it in mass so it's just there i don't yeah. know yeah. And
2: I would go again and say, I do think that censorship would, would hopefully be a later option as opposed to like doing what Facebook does. And I think Instagram and maybe Twitter does it too, but says like, Hey, this here is actual place, a place you can go to get actual facts on this subject. If it happens to be something you know, like COVID, like a source of massive misinformation stuff, right. you know, or climate change or stuff, you know? Yeah be like no this is how it is I, we know our algorithm knows this post is about this so here's where you can go to get scientific facts which are still valuable people just because you don't understand how
1: they work sure <laughs> well with that we'll get into the good news that's actually a pretty good transitional point because the other day i was sitting there on my phone um, I've recently kind of switched up my diet, alcohol consumption, random work things have changed, so having a hard time sleeping. Uh, Putin, this is still in the bad news area, I guess. Threatened some nuclear bullshit on uh, Finland or Sweden if they decided to join the or join NATO. Not NATO. Yeah, NATO. Sir. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so I started doom scrolling on that kind of news and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the two things that freak me out and concern me more than anything is nuclear proliferation at least in terms of weaponry.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so humanity's ability to destroy itself through warfare or through yeah. climate change. Yeah. So obviously I was just kind of in kind of a fucked up headspace, but I just kind of scrolling through my Reddit's, which you know Reddit is Reddit, and Mm -hmm. there was an environmental one that I follow, and everybody on there was somebody that's more left leaning, somebody probably more adjacent to what I think, Mm -hmm. but they were just total like doom and gloom. Like it's all over. What's the point anyway? We should just fucking kill ourselves. Humanity should be over. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just that mopey emo whatever just give me cat videos and communism It doesn't matter as long the fucking world's gonna be over
0: <laughs>
1: and it's just like that that is the epitome of like the lame stupid part of the left right now it's just this fucking doom i give up woe is me Ugh. And I don't, once again, we've said this endlessly, so no need to really reiterate it, but that small percentage, you know, it doesn't actually reflect what most of us think. And I would say that you and me more or less are aligned, you know, might Mm -hmm. disagree on this or that, but in general, climate change is probably a big deal to you, yeah? Yeah. And would you say that you're a communist?
2: I would just say that, though. Yeah,
1: I've had friends that go hardcore into that. Uh huh. And I've tried to like hear it out, just like I've tried to hear out libertarianism and compassionate conservatism or any of the other ones you can think of. And man, I'm not going to call out any names, but I've heard some really stupid shit from my friends that say that, no, yeah, like hammer and sickle, baby. Stalin wasn't that bad you're like Uh, oh holy shit uh, like (laughs) shut the fuck up so uh, let's play around in reality and try to not be biased like yeah there is some stupid way too far left shit hmm. in the general liberal millennial populace but that being said I tell me if you agree with this We've talked on the show a lot about it, but it helps to reiterate. Um, The solution is some kind of mixture of socialism, free market capitalism, and maybe, I don't know, science and some new good ideas. Yeah. Human behaviorism Mm -hmm. and reactions to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So that kind of leads me into this good news segment and uh climate change specifically because what i'll say to start this off is i feel like the true battle in when it comes to humanity actually in general throughout history it's morphed and changed but it's the fight against government tyranny and the fight against corporate tyranny and it's kind of like a three-way thing Uh where corporatism tries to take over government and government kind of tries to take over free money, innovation, free market, capitalists and innovators and titans of industry, if you will. And both of them are happy to have as much power as they can and use it on us. Yeah. The proletariat as that as communism would say. But uh, that brought me to another thing that we've talked about on this uh, podcast before, which is the difference between equity and equality, which, because it's always, we were trying to break down the concept of, well, one thing that doesn't work about communism is everybody gets the exact same thing no matter what and how that doesn't work. But I'm going to throw this up On the screen for our video watchers and i'll read you the brief overlay of what it says though for our listeners and this breaks it up into four kind of separate things that are a bit of a process yeah first you have inequality and in this picture you have a tilted tree to the left and on the tilted side there's more apples in the tree One kid's on the one side, another kid's on the other. So one kid is right underneath the tilted tree with the more abundant fruit, and it falls right into his hands. And the kid's on the other side of the tree. It's higher up, less fruit, and he's just sitting there waiting for an apple to drop into his hands. That's just inequality, right? Yep. Then you get equity, which is... You know, essentially things that identify and address, uh, well, what is, let's read this a little more specifically. Sorry, folks. Uh, Equity is not only dividing resources fairly and equally, but also factoring in differences amongst people. Differences such as race and socioeconomic status that would require different support to ensure the same opportunity of success. This can be shown in the image below by the different height of the ladders. The kid on the right has a taller ladder because the tree is higher on his side, whereas the other boy has a shorter ladder because he has a shorter distance to reach to gather apples. They have different size ladders to make sure they are both able to pick the apples. So they've both been given ladders, different size ladders. That's equity. Equality would be the same size ladder given to both boys and they're right back at inequality. Yeah. Where now the one kid on the left side can get the fruit even easier. But even though the one on the other side has been lifted up, it's still out of his reach and there's still not fruit growing on that side as much. And That's where it gets into justice, where they have built an apparatus in order to prop up the tree to have more light distribution, to grow fruit more balanced on the plant thus balancing out the tree, making it so both kids can have the same size ladder to get the same amount of fruit. And that's justice. Justice is long-term equity. It looks to create equity in systems as well as individuals. Justice can take equity one step further by fixing the systems in a way that leads to long-term, sustainable, equitable access for generations to come. As seen in the image, both kids are given the same size ladder, but instead of giving them different size ladders, they give added support to ensure both are able to access the apples. Yeah. And that leads right into the good news. Now, what was the video I sent you? I always forget how to pronounce the channel. Kursgast. Kursgast. <laughs> right. Yeah. And what's the title?
2: We will fix
1: climate change.
2: Say that again? We will fix climate change. Oh, shit.
1: I don't know, man. It's just fucking over, dude. It's just fucking... Little... Watch uh, this cat push stuff off a table. Yeah, it's just over, dude. Whatever. Why care? Why give a shit? Uh, but the video, well, you know, we could dive into that video if we were climate scientists or mm-hmm. policymakers, and really nitpick it, but in general it's a really good video. I highly recommend it. So search, we will fix climate change and,
2: okay, a little, and it'll pop up.
1: Yeah, it's a little cartoon <laughs> of like little angry bird looking type animation.
2: If you, he has, All his videos are good. All those videos are
1: awesome. I've right. seen a few of them. They're great. But what I like about that is that well first things first how far did you get into the video i
2: watched like the first like segment
1: and what would you say was your impression
2: what did they go over he
1: was just saying how like this is
2: what this is the level that doom and gloom of climate change was predicted to be and already we're already gonna not get there and hope if we keep pushing for climate change we could get much lower if we, we could you know we
1: actually are turning it around so okay the way that broke down within that though which i found interesting is that we've already missed the 1.5 temperature or like degree increase the paris yeah that's already over we fucked that up that's gonna happen and a lot of people are like whoa we didn't do that so fuck it's over we don't care we didn't do anything and That's where the misinformation starts to get in because he breaks it down, and I'll maybe fuck up the numbers a little, but that's why you should go watch the video. Is we're pretty much on track for a two degree increase in temperature, Uh which is still pretty damn bad. It'll fuck up ecosystems, you know, levels of the ocean, which will displace peoples, creating an even bigger refugee crisis, and clearly countries that have better positions of power with money and resources don't seem to like refugees too much which is fucking unfortunate yep just as much as europe's willing to take in ukrainian refugees there's already in the news that the uk is going to send people back to rwanda or maybe they're not even from there but they're going to send refugees to rwanda i don't know the details on that wow So it's there's clearly a racist element to the whole refugee issue, and that's just going to get worse with climate change. So already in this video, it's like, yes, this is going to get worse. But then they break it down to the point where 3%, this is kind of what it's going to look like, and this is how even more displaced things will be. But humanity is adaptive. They're going to be fine. And you would have to get up to like a 4 degree like where it really starts to become like extinction level event type increase Uh-huh. but even at four people would probably survive it would just be the unacceptable catastrophe that we all fear and you know of course if you kept going up there's a point where you just couldn't even live on the planet but even that breakdown of the different degree increases was like uh, my doom scrolliness kind of like
2: <laughs>
1: came off a little bit. And yeah. so, what s- they start to break down is just we were like steamrolling over the last decade or last two decades towards this like catastrophic, catastrophe, catastrophic. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to think of the word. Going to that four degree number. But now scientists are already saying that we probably won't hit that because of all the innovation and different developments within renewable resources, carbon capture, uh, smarter grid systems, um, weatherizing homes more properly, so on and so forth. And one of the best elements about it was that it's finally gotten to a point where businesses can make businesses and governments can make profit and reduce their emissions, which I think yeah. is one of the biggest things ever. And kind of what we're going uh-huh. to get into a little bit here is I think more than anything, this government power, corporate power, obviously those two powers are interwoven, but you tell them, Hey, Hey, you can still make money and reduce emissions now. Yeah. That's fucking huge because we know they're going to be selfish. Oh, big time. And so we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more, but I'm going to read these two bits of good news. Uh, the headline okay. is the first time, for the first time, wind power eclipsed both coal and nuclear in the U.S. This is reported by NPR. Woo. Wind power in the United States states reached a new milestone last month. On March 29th, wind turbines produced more electricity than coal and nuclear. The U.S. Energy Information Administration, or EIA, an agency that collects energy statistics for the government, says in the past, wind-powered electricity has gone beyond coal and nuclear on separate days, but this was the first time wind surpassed both on the same day. Natural gas is still the largest source of electricity generation in the country. The EIA notes that in the spring and fall months, nuclear and coal generators reduce their output because demand tends to be lower, which could contribute to why wind turbines produce more electricity that day. But hmm. wind taking the number two spot may be short-lived. The agency says the, uh, el- sorry the agency says electricity generation from wind on a monthly basis has been lower than natural gas, coal and nuclear generation. And according to the EIA projections, wind is not expected to surpass any other method in any month of 2022 or 2023. Uh, One other little bit of good news, though, is solar panels that can generate electricity at night have been developed at Stanford. So a team of engineers at Stanford University have developed a solar cell that can generate some electricity at night. The device incorporates a thermoelectric generator, which can pull electricity from the small difference in temperature between the ambient air and the solar cell itself. Our approach can provide nighttime standby lighting and power in off-grid and mini-grid applications where solar cell installations are gaining popularity. And I just thought this was a good little point to add to all of this. Um, As the war continues in Ukraine, Abigail Ross Hopper, president and CEO of Solar Energy Industries Association, corporate power, right? Mm -hmm. The National Trade Association for the Solar Industry told CNBC that investing in energy alternatives is important. In the face of global supply uncertainty, we must ramp up clean energy production and eliminate our reliance on hostile nations for our energy needs, the CEO said. So clearly already right now within politics and business like we are in the middle of like a war that's not a some countries are actually in the physical war but we're in the war of industry and policy and it's global uh-huh. yep. and it is intriguing that her saying we must ramp up clean energy production and eliminate our reliance on hostile nations for our energy needs I'm going to underline, eliminate our reliance on hostile nations for our energy needs. Have you heard that somewhere before? Yeah. Where?
2: The GOP
1: talking point right there. Fucking George Bush shit, right? Yep. We got to start drilling here so we can have our own oil so we don't have to listen to the axis of evil. Yep. But this is from a CEO flipped using clean energy as a way to combat hostile nations in our energy needs and i've said this before but i absolutely think like that is the way that we should engage with climate change and clean energy is that we should maybe be a little bit like yeah i thought this is america clean air i thought this is america america's the best number one uh, yeah and it's exactly. just like be the best at you know that that col- the arms race and the Cold War make it a green race between yeah. powerful nations and like how is that bad? Now within the the video, they do point out where that's been brought up, like putting on all these regulations of how much you can emit carbon and this and that like people have felt that that's that's a way of having the equality but not equity or justice because they're expecting a smaller nation to keep up while they're and that hurts their development while these larger countries are able to have those restrictions and keep making profit yeah so what it all all boils down to is essentially that all these tiny little systems it's about turning them into something that can be profitable to essentially engage with the people that only give a fuck about profit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how to incentivize not only making that profitable but basically to go back to that image propping up the tree to fix the way the tree is growing to create better fruit fruit distribution yeah and making sure everybody has the right same access to that fruit or in this case the natural resources of our planet which are not a constant it's yeah finite and we need to learn how to be more sustainable but you yeah. can create sustainability and profitability. I think.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I'd just have to, you know. The, I think the Wayne way is that's where people have the most power. I think that's why all the news about climate change and stuff is they kind of have to make it all bad to kind of get people to pay attention and shift the thing. You know, it's the same thing with news outlets now that like bad news makes you click on it you, you want to look at it so people got to spend their money and spend their clicks right and buy stuff like you know buy things that are made out of post-consumer recycled
1: material and all that good stuff or can be fixed like yeah. older cars where you could have the same car yeah fix it like rather Imagine. than what is that We i always forget the term it's like production it's produced in a way to be useless in like 2 or 3 years.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it's like everything is
1: know uh, the throwaway
2: is one term yeah. for it but yeah, that's uh, that's totally how everything's going cell phones and stuff it's crazy.
1: It's like integrated obsoleteism yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um that does raise two interesting points too within the video that you should look up which I think we should just call this episode we will fix climate change yeah and so then uh, what <laughs> it's just like no oh, we won't they're <laughs> like whatever it might get us some clicks and then it might lead people to that video too there you go and um it'd be funny if they sued us like, fuck you <laughs> it's just like yeah uh,
2: okay you can't
1: yeah just don't capitalize about. we will <laughs> no i'm going to i'm going okay. to
2: underline too and but
1: uh sorry the one element of that video that i liked is that they were touching on i think that was one part we already talked about that. so did you get to the part where they were talking about basically everybody in industry that is still trying to push the old ways of do, using carbon and energy is that their process of com- combating climate change information did you get to that part uh, uh okay so they broke it down into four phases which the first phase is to ignore that climate change exists they already did that then it morphs into well climate change is real but i'm not so sure it's man made or caused by man that's phase two phase three is well it's caused by men but it's already you know like we're not sure the best way to handle it or if there is even a way to handle it, so on and so forth. And now we're in phase four where they're basically creating the doom scroll. Yeah. Of basically weaponized gloominess. Yeah. To the point where they're like, well, climate change has happened. It's already over. You might as well just keep guzzling gas. Yep, and that's. I think that's a good way to wrap that all up. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I was getting caught up in that, and I think that that is like a thing that's that is beyond left right stuff. Is it's yeah. just it's easy to get sucked into like fuck we are so fucked right now. And yeah and i think one of the reasons that it is a little bit beyond the left right is cuz it does seem to be more of a corporate thing and it's a corporate tactic to basically keep buying our shit <laughs> but they're really all, they're desperate Shit's they're doing really good and they're trying to fuck and they're trying to probably take their investments into clean green energy while still saying it's kinda of bullshit and you should still Consume a bunch of gas, get a yeah. gas guzzler, things like that. Yeah, and yeah, so and don't get of... lost in the doom. Exactly,
2: they like you in the doom because most companies are doing great right now,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because better of that, than ever. So, so why why yeah. are we hurting? Because Inflation we buy stuff.
2: Because we buy stuff. when we hurt? <laughs> but the jobs
1: report <laughs> has never been better, Kellen. Like, why would we be bothered by any of this? exactly so just know when you're being manipulated
2: which is all the time that on goes the for left
1: or right <laughs> and there's absolutely people on either ends of that that do try to manipulate you if you're using an app that you didn't pay money for it's manipulating you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely well all right that was a we're not going to be able to really go off on it like that all the time but Luckily, I had to kind of sit and wait for a phone interview today, so I was able to compile. I'll try my best to kind of do that more often. But we'll still be able to do bad news, good news, in a more casual light if it's just a headline or something. Yeah. But with that, let's uh, jump into the other segments and really wrap this puppy up. We'll kind of go a little faster. Had a faster clip. Except for music talk, which we're still going to play the full thing. stand-up comedy but you know I'll, I'll throw it into the music talk there's a new album by roy wood jr who's oh. a really good stand-up comedian um, i'm excited oh, to listen to that I haven't listened to it yet and a new record by salt a band i've talked about before spelled s-a-u-l-t called air i think we oh. talked about this but they were that band that had the little album called nine that was up on streaming for 99 days and then they took it down forever oh yeah yeah. so then people would you know share the audio and if they throw it up on youtube they're not going to give a fuck but it's like a way of promoting your music and spreading it just a new kind of innovative way this one I don't think operates under any kind of thing quite like that other than you can pay a suggested price, like, like whatever you want for the digital, but then there is like vinyl CD, this and that. The nine album did have a vinyl as well, which I hope to buy one day, but I haven't gotten a chance to listen to this yet, but just their approach to things and their general aesthetic and songs. I, I dig them nice and that's why i think they get shouted out by quest love and dudes like that and i think technically people still don't know who they are they just know that they're in the uh. uk so it's like could be like this artist collective or musician collective or something like that yeah and a new album from a band that's kind of fun could be a little cheesy but uh, the band dub war just released a, another song for an upcoming album I think called War in a Babylon and it's nice. essentially reggae metal huh. so if that intrigues you it does like, eh, that's fun they they mix it in kind of a unique way but sometimes that can be a bit cheesy
2: yeah, it could, be, it could go it could go or not go
1: so maybe with that full album release we can do an album in it but uh yeah. Any other things on the music front? Do you have any shows coming up? New releases? Uh, um, other albums to shout
2: out. on, any new releases off the top of my head. Uh I myself am starting up the uh, SpongeBob musical. So hmm. have my first rehearsal for that in a couple hours and off we go.
1: So playing guitar for the SpongeBob musical. Yeah. Where's that could, gonna be? In Salt Lake City or
2: No, it's in Logan. It's at the oh. main theater in Logan. So yeah, yeah, that's okay. kind of
1: something I never thought I'd hear. It's quite. But it makes the... sense. It's like people love SpongeBob. Yeah,
2: I dude, I can't believe they made a Mean Girls musical. That's the one that gets me. Uh, but oh man! And the SpongeBob one is way different. You know, a lot weirder than I thought it was going to be. Like not, not in the way like you think it's going to be weird. You think it's going to be a guy in a sponge costume singing the songs, but hmm. it's it's good and the music is fun. They got some pretty interesting artists to help write the tunes so they're they're some fun guitar parts
1: sweet um i'm gonna use that as a transition unless you got more music stuff nope i'm good because that leads me right into chatting movies (laughs) all right what is the spongebob musical story based on is it is it the spongebob movie or is it just random episodes oh
2: it's like uh it's actually like kind of like what we've been talking about the world's gonna end bikini bottom's gonna die (laughs) (laughs) and they're like no it's not and then they go and climb mount humongous and save
1: the day hell yeah well perfect Um, that did lead me to this and why we're in the movie section now is have you seen any of those uh, I guess articles or clips of like high school students like starting to adapt like alien? Yeah,
2: to the yeah. stage?
1: I'm really into that, and I like yeah. it. and I, I was reading one where it's like somebody should adapt the thing like John Carpenter's the thing to stage. Uh and i'm like all these little ways that you could take old movies and shows and whatever turn them into musicals turn them into stage productions i mean i guess they probably been doing it for a while there was that monty python one what was that called spam a lot spam a lot and that's essentially just uh what uh, what is it brain fart The, the holy grail the holy grail yeah yeah turned into which yeah. I guess I had music too. It's been a while. Yeah, not quite as much. Then they kind of that's essentially how Spamalot is, right? Yeah, it's a an adjustment to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They do a whole like whole parts that didn't have songs in the movie have songs like the the bring out your dead has an old the whole song.
1: Yeah. That's fun. We've talked about making a musical before. Yeah. And who knows if we'll ever be we able to a- but maybe that's a way to like ease into it and learn a little. Uh-huh. Is taking something like Alien or The Thing and turning it into a musical? There you go, practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That is intriguing, though. But uh, anyway, that was just a good segue, and you guys should look that up, like uh, Alien High School alien. Stage <laughs> Production or something. You like Do it. Uh, have you watched any movies recently that's worth talking about?
2: um let's see i don't think i got to a a movie lately we've been i've been watching a uh, black adder <laughs> it's mm. yeah, really that's a old. Show. yeah it's hilarious rowan atkinson Go, yep early rowan mr pretty, bean
1: for those that don't know
2: yep it's it's hilarious it's on hulu so yeah
1: hulu man i need the ad free hulu but i can't pay for any more of that stuff <laughs> uh i finally watched spider-man no way home nice that was uh i think it sits at like the third highest grossing film of all time oh. highest grossing marvel movie no i thought end- no Endgame is sorry but it's part of that whole mcu uh marvel cinematic universe but the weird crossover with sony having the rights to spider-man so they used it as a way to like plug in all the spider-mans from like toby with a spoiler alert put in all the spider-mans and the old spider-man villains and throw them all in a movie together and jumble it up and i think they should change the title to spider-man cry all the way home (laughs) because it's there are emotional beats that hit and really work and i was like oh damn, oh yeah it's like there's like a part where all the Spider-Mans are hanging out and they're like, uh-huh. man, I always wished I had brothers and this is kind of like that. And like, it's like, oh, yeah, he was always like a lonely kid. And then that's sweet. So there are like genuinely like nice moments. Uh-huh. That being said, there's so many drawn-out, tearful, this is
0: over, isn't it? Oh my God. Uh-huh. And, it
1: just, and it, it, It's really whiplash between really absurd jokes and like you wouldn't be joking like that with this shit happening and that's kind of the issue with a lot of marvel these days is i like them i enjoy them but they are becoming like almost like watching the simpsons Uh uh-huh you're just like ah those are jokes hell yeah and now there's the third act crazy action scene and Yep, everybody just throw in all the characters, fan service, and blah, blah, blah. So there is a certain cynicism in me that makes it like, this is kind of shitty. But on the flip side, there is me that just can kick back, enjoy another Simpsons episode, and be like, nah, eh, whatever, it's funny. And then there's enough emotionality to it, which is almost like meta at this point, The emotions of it are more that you're just like oh wow that that was my spider-man when i was younger and he's Uh interacting with the new one and kids are into the new one and yeah we can all we're all a big community and touches on things like time moving on and you got to let go and you got to do the good thing even though this villain fucking murdered your aunt (laughs) sorry (laughs) spoiler alert aunt may dies which was the most offensive fucking thing in the movie to me because aunt may is played by marissa tomei in the new one and you do not you fucking hear me you do not kill marissa tomei not cool fucking not cool so with that (laughs) i think we're just gonna wrap up movie talk and get into uh this day in history indeed all right no drop for that so we'll have to find a nice little mini one. one yeah what's today
2: Let's see, it is April 15th, 2022.
1: Okay, but this day in history
2: Leonardo da Vinci's birthday.
1: Hmm. I was unprepared, sorry. Yeah.
2: And also the Titanic sank. Uh...
1: (laughs) But that's not a good air horn. That's the. Thing freaking out it's like if titanic was a looney tune and it was like I, <laughs> I was gonna ask you on the leonardo da vinci um he was like a polymath like a guy that was skilled at so many things like do we have to just keep hitting the air horn for each thing he did? he did yeah, yeah. and i uh, artist
2: engineer scientist yep oh man so also today as uh, a this is what the Notre Dame caught Paris. Uh, caught fire in Paris. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. That was 2019. Twenty-eight uh,
1: years ago, uh, 2013. Well, we all know there. why that was on fire.
2: Six, six, six. The mark of the beast.
0: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. Also on this day uh, was that the two homemade bombs were detonated at the Boston Marathon out each hill killed three people uh, wounded 260
1: which is
0: what the hell is even that
1: (laughs) fuck that yeah and i mean that's just that's some bad news too but we won't go over that as the recent shooter in new york still all that sad bullshit still happening.
2: yep indeed
1: gotta keep doing being the good though all
2: right uh 2003, George W. said we won the war in Iraq.
1: Oh, uh, we need a really <laughs> good laugh. <laughs> Just oh, okay, I got one. <laughs>
0: oh wow!
1: That's the Perfect. hit of him being wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ass. Yep. And yeah, Condoleezza Rice. She was abusive to the staff. Okay.
2: Uh in 1989 in Sheffield, England, there was a uh soccer game. Uh was and there was like a crush of people that like 96 people died, hundreds of injuries, and they blamed on police mistakes.
0: Wow.
1: Ah, the um, first... wait, we gotta go back. We gotta go back a little bit with that George Bush thing. I got one. This is kind of fucked up, but you remember Guantanamo Bay? Yeah, like after the war was over and I just all that horrible shit happen Yeah, they, the one time they were bringing in a new prisoner and they were like, oh, "Cuban bee,
0: yes, Cuban uh. bee."
1: They just <laughs> threw him in there with whoever because they didn't do any like proper checks. <laughs> oh, like yeah. kind of assholes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see.
2: 1955, the first McDonald's opened. Ooh. Yeah. Jackie Robinson played his first major league game. Hell yeah! And the Rand McNally Auto Chub. Auto Chub. Auto Chub. It's giving me an Auto Chub. It was their first atlas for cars, but they called it an Auto Chub, which seems
1: like a chum or chub. Chub, with an M chum like your auto buddy but hey whether it's a chub or a chum I'm getting one right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and for anybody can offended by that guantanamo bay thing I just said it was a GI <laughs> basically <sighs> people will
2: getting offended by the truth of fun right
1: yeah I thought that was a really tasteful way of using that drop I was like oh shit perfect yeah there you go. all right any other uh, this day in histories that was all of them all right i think this is something we need to do i i miss the classical music like just being underneath this day in history so we're gonna have to find one that you know definitely it's like yep that's public domain it's all good and then maybe even use it as like the beginning
0: uh-huh. drop
1: into it yeah. and then if we and then if it comes up and it's like who is that we can turn it off and just throw up the uh person worth bringing up there the you classical go. music but hell yeah man that was a that was a good episode indeed nice and long and keep
0: my wife's name out your fucking mouth
1: all right <laughs> i'll talk to you next time buddy That sounds good, y'all. Have a pleasant
2: evening and week and all that.
1: Hell yeah. Ta-ta! Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.